You're listening to The Great Groups Podcast. Today, Chris and I welcome David McKnight to discuss the use of presentation software in group meetings, and as a side, how to get your group involved in service. Join us for the conversation. You're listening to The Great Groups Podcast. Our goal is to equip small group leaders at Brook Hills and beyond to make disciples through effective group ministry. You'll hear from Jay Gordon, who has more than 30 years of experience in leading church small group ministries. And he'll be joined by Chris Amaro, one of the small group leaders for the Church of Brook Hills. And often, you'll also enjoy interviews with other small group leaders. So, enjoy the commute, and thanks for listening to the Great Groups Podcast. Chris, we made a commitment to no baseball talk this season of the Great Groups Podcast. Because... You know, not everybody's a baseball fan, and we probably overdid it last uh, last a little season. bit. But our guest, David McKnight, shows up in a cub shirt tonight. David, what's with the cub shirt? I mean, how can you resist? <laughs> well, uh I'm protesting the fact that you're holding this podcast on the night of the home run derby. <laughs> Ooh, that's yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's good. Valid. Yeah, but at least we're not doing it during the actual, you know, uh, all star game, which I think is more important than the derby. Mm. Uh, okay, that's debatable. Okay, he's the boss. More, more important or more fun? I guess is probably yes. the question. Yeah. Yes, both. Either oh, okay, either of those. So anyway, so are the, are the bananas going to make it? The Savannah bananas. I have never uh, seen the bananas. I've seen some video clips, which uh, yeah. looks like it'd be pretty entertaining to see the Savannah bananas. And some people have no idea. By the way, it's it's the Harlem. Go- Globetrotters of baseball is what that is. Easy for you to say. Yeah. <laughs> yes, By the way, this, this, you know, our intro took five times this time to get off the ground, and that's one of the jokes we have going. But, um, David, tell us about yourself. Tell us about you and your family. Uh, well, I guess my claim to fame is I talked the most godly woman I know into marrying me. Sweet. Well done. Uh, we had uh, three sons uh, who followed their father's footsteps and married out of their league. Okay. <laughs> which has resulted in six of the greatest grandchildren the world has Sweet. ever seen. So Sweet. Uh, nice. in my spare time, I am an attorney. I practice white collar criminal defense uh, and I'm involved in Brook Hills for 20 years, I guess. Okay. How long have you been leading a small group? I don't know. <laughs> I would say probably less than twenty years. That's a great answer. Well, maybe yeah. you've led somewhere else too. Yeah. So, well, know. we 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 uh, we were at McElwain Baptist Church, and we led Michelle and I led the college department out there for years, and then we came to Brook Hills and said we wanted to take a hiatus. Okay, uh, they asked us to teach a small group, and we said no, and uh, but we would be a substitute teacher. Uh-huh. Then the main teacher left, and the rest is history. Yes, so. <laughs> that's the way it happens many times. That's right. <laughs> So, um, any hobbies other than baseball, or do you? I love to read. I love to run. I love to do things with my family. Oh, let's see. Awesome. So, you were talked about in the sermon Sunday morning. I was say, uh, you're one of those weird ones. Yeah. <laughs> like to run <laughs> very slowly. Some people would call it walking. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's where I would be. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, David does something that's uh, I don't know, maybe a little bit unique, but it it got my attention, and uh, I, I like what he does. Um, he puts together a presentation and uses it in presentation software for his small group. And uh, one of the things I love about that, I mean, it just adds another learning style. Not that it's all about learning. We're making disciples, but you have to learn what to obey. And so that's that's part of it. But tell us how you first started doing that. Have you always done that? 
No, I haven't always done it. But uh, what I started doing was uh, uh, putting my notes in PowerPoint and uh, putting the scripture up on the board so we could all be focused on the same scripture. And instead of the Bible baseball turning around, you know, Jeremiah mm-hmm. to James to, you know, Exodus, uh, if you pop the scriptures up there, mm-hmm. uh, you can flow more smoothly. Right. Uh, and so it started out as a time saver. The main purpose of it is for me to have uh, my notes and keep my thoughts in order uh, like that. And uh, so that's how it started. Yeah. Well, that takes me to another thing that I thought about it. Um, a couple of months ago, I had some detailed notes that I was going to follow for my small group. And after a group, I, w- I was kind of filing my notes away and I realized, oh, look at there. I forgot like a, a section that I was going to cover that I really loved and had a passion about and just forgot it. And so I thought, you know, you could actually do that even if you didn't show it to the group as kind of an organizational tool for yourself so that you wouldn't forget something. That's the primary purpose is for keep me focused, <laughs> you know, because I tend to chase rabbits. So yep. that keeps me focused. And the older I get, the more often I forget points. Yeah. So. One funny thing we were talking before the podcast and David confessed that even with the presentation software, there are times he forgets to oh, yeah. talk about as part of a slide. So it's not totally fool- foolproof, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, but, you know, it, it, there are visual learners and there's audible learners and and it helps a lot of times to put a picture with a verse, you know, uh, as a deer thirsts for water, mm-hmm. uh, so my soul, soul thirsts for you. And and see a deer panting for water or drinking water, and that just gives you that visual yeah. image to go along with the verse, and that helps. Mm, that's cool. I got to tell you all, as the resident tech guy in the room, um, I've been using notes on, on my uh, MacBook. And um, just looking at it, right, I've got, I've got a folder just for my small group, and I have 331, like, lecture lessons or you know lectures in there um got a a very very defined system i'm embarrassed that i thought about using a slideshow simply for the fact that you have a timer there's a timer built into it Hmm. and who's the guy in the room that goes over on time every (laughs) right this is Uh, a brilliant idea i'm I'm very curious to hear more about this well you know and you think about it think about for instance, uh, you know, we're eagerly awaiting the return of Christ. Okay, you can put that up there, and then you can look at the Greek word and, you know, uh, see what that means. But then you can say, well, uh, what does eagerly awaiting mean? And you can show a picture of a child on his tippy toes looking for a parade coming around the corner. And, ah, that. then you could take maybe a five- or ten-second ten video of a dog drooling, waiting for a treat, you know, and you go, that's eagerly awaiting. Mm-hmm. That's how we're supposed to wait for Christ. Mm-hmm. And so it helps drive points home like that. And it helps with outlines. It helps with maps. We're going through Joshua right now, and it's been real helpful as we're going through all those cities we've never heard of. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I'm a big geography guy. I, I do maps. Sometimes I print them out. Sometimes I put them on the screen, but um, you know, it's really, really neat when we Learn the geography. Sometimes it helps connect things that happened in that city before, and we go, "Oh, so and so was there, and this happened," you know, and that that's happened recently. So, well, you know, in Joshua, we had uh, we had the five kings in the southern uh, uh, kingdom, and uh, when you saw where they came from, God brings them all together in one point, and you can show that on a map with arrows mm-hmm. pointing to where they go, and mm-hmm. so God just drew them to one point, so Joshua only had to defeat one enemy rather than the five, and. Mm. 
when you go into the northern kingdom and and you see the cities that God chased the Canaanites into, you see it's as far east and west and north as they could possibly go. So yeah. it helps to see it visually. Yeah, that's really cool. Yep. Um, one of the things I'd noticed, um, you know, what David does too is sends out, because I'm on your, your small group email list, and so he sends out a copy of that presentation. So if you nice. missed, you can run through his slide deck and see all of the points, all of the quotes, uh, it, it's all of the maps. It's just, you know, that's another way to keep people caught up if they miss a Sunday. And one of the things I noticed too is like uh, if you quote somebody, which, which you have a lot of um, – current theologians quote on something or people that have written books and things, and uh, you'll have a picture of them and then their quote out there. And I thought, hey, that that's really that's a nice touch. Them, connect them to the author a little yeah. bit. I call them the smart guys. <laughs> the <laughs> smart guys. <laughs> we, uh, we frequently refer to the smart guys to help us through the study. Yeah, that's cool. That's what kind of cool. feedback do you, have you had from just sending that out and people looking at it? Any? Well, actually, it wasn't my idea to send it out. People asked for it. Okay. And so some people use it in their personal quiet time throughout the week because we cover a lot of material. And some people go over it with family members and other groups that they're uh, leading or things like that. And so uh, we have former members of the class who are in North Carolina and parts unknown that uh, still stay in touch and uh, keep up that way. So Yeah, uh, that's cool. That's really cool. Um, if it's okay with you, I'd, I'd like to grab one of those and put them on the great group site under resources for people sure. that are listening and just want to get an idea and look through. So, David, if that's that's cool, I'll, I'll put that there. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have a template that you stick with for every, or is it kind of depend on the book that you're going through? Or Well, what I do is uh, we go verse by verse. Right. And uh, so we spend two years in certain books and whatnot. And right now we're going through Joshua. And so I'll take Joshua chapter one and I'll just put it on the first slide. Okay. And I'll read through it a couple times. I'll listen to it, and I'll sort of break it up a little bit. And then, it, and then I'll listen to the smart guys or read uh, commentaries and add their quotes in, you know, to verse 2 or verse 3 or verse 4. And, and, uh, and it starts to build like that. And then uh, as you draw other materials in, you add it under that verse as far as that goes, and it just goes from there. You know, sometimes we cover – Five, six, eight verses, and sometimes we cover one verse. Do you have a certain number of slides that kind of flag you, okay, this is all I can fit in? Uh, 30, 30, 30 is is uh, about it. But, you know, when you say 30, some of it is the verse, and you have it up there, and it's for a while, and you study that verse. And then some of them are, uh, you know, the the what I call Bible baseball verses where you go to Jeremiah that says something similar and James that says something similar and Mm -hmm. you flash those up there pretty quick. Okay. So it's 30. But the other thing about it is, is I say 30, the first five or six are things that you send out with dates. uh, You know, what's coming up, mission Mm -hmm. opportunities, things along those lines. And that helps me remember to remind the folks that we're having uh, uh, an event coming up or something like that. Right. Okay, cool. Appreciate you doing that part. Well, another thing I wanted to talk about is um, it just seems like a lot of your folks are involved in serving and in missions. And I didn't know if um, what came first, the chicken or the egg. Like, like, have, do you really encourage that or do you just have a group that a lot of them tended to be servant hearted? And, and how, how did all that come about? You know, uh, I don't think I can take any credit for it. I think as as you read the scripture, you just 
know that you're to serve and you're to love other people. And so I think the small group just naturally loves other people uh, in various ways. You know, we do Samaritan's Purse. We go down to the Exceptional Foundation. We do Olivia's House. We uh, have Word and Water. Uh, we, uh, How often does your group do something as a group together? We present the opportunities, and certain people will tend towards one thing or the other. Like Olivia's house, that's just the women. Okay. Exceptional foundation, we go down and hug on exceptional people, mm-hmm. and cheer for them at basketball games. And, uh, you know, Samaritan's Purse, everybody gets involved with that. Uh, we're involved with the fellowship families here at church, so we have opportunities to serve at Easter, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Uh, and uh, so there's just lots of opportunities, and I just uh, – I just think that uh, as you as you study God's word, it tells us we're just to love other people. So I think it just naturally flows from okay. that. Cool, you know, cool. What's what's say your average number of people that would turn out for a group event that, that you're doing? And I know people, different people gravitate toward different. Is things. food involved? Oh, <laughs> oh, there you go. If, if food's involved, it's a large number. The man has know, just given yeah. us a secret right there. Mm. Don't miss that. Yeah. That was worth tuning into the Great Groups podcast today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, you know, for, for Samaritan's Purse, almost everybody in the class participates. We have a, uh, a, a girl in our class who organizes it and puts in so much work doing that. And then we have a Swami in our group that sets the number. He says, this year we've got to get 70 boxes. <laughs> oh, <right>. so, <laughs> and I guess uh, it grows every year, right? Yeah, and everybody yeah. participates. Yeah, we have to beat last year. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Uh, you know, and so that everybody participates in. Uh, over the summer, we'll do various events, uh, go out to eat, and, you know, go to the Barons game, and the numbers may be 6, 8, 10, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. So it yeah. varies from 30 okay. to 8 to 10. Yeah. Cool. Do you feel like you have to participate in everyone, or do you do you let some some of them run with it? Or uh, I don't participate in everyone. Okay. You know, and in fact, I don't know that I organize any of them except maybe the exceptional foundation. It's just people are led in different areas, and and uh, uh, I love that. That's a good leader. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yep. And so, um, do you give them time to report? I mean, once the event is passed, do you allow them time in group to tell what happened and all that? It's not a good leader. It's good people in my class. So I'm going to say, I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so where do we find good people? I'm kidding. No. <laughs> I hope Come my group's not class. listening. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the question was like, do you after an event do they uh, do you get, allow time in group for them to share some of what happened? Yeah. Things like yeah. that. Yeah. We usually take pictures. Uh, That's good. You know, and and so what I'll do again with the. Uh, whatever you called it, the software. Uh, presentation uh, yeah. software. I'll we were trying out. to stay away from, you know. <laughs> PowerPoint. Any, any, yeah. Yeah. So I'll put that presentation software in kiosk mode, and we'll just run the pictures nice. at the beginning of class like that. Uh, because our class is set up, we have 15 minutes where we talk about it just informally. Mm-hmm. You know, the guys talk about the football games, and the girls talk about probably things that really matter. And, <laughs> and then we have 15 or 20 minutes of prayer and sharing in a formal manner, announcements and things like that. And then we have uh, 30 to 45 minutes of Bible study. Okay. Cool. Nice. Cool. You know, another topic I wanted to hit was uh, just breakout groups because I've seen here at Brook Hills, a number of our groups will uh, have different opportunities to break out into men's and women's groups. Um, Sometimes groups program that into their regular meeting. You know, one of the most unique I've heard is like first and third Sunday, 
the men and women meet together. And this is common for people that have kids. And like the, I said Sunday, this is more common with off-campus groups to do this type of thing. But like the um, second uh, meeting of the month, the men will meet, the women stay home, keep the kids, and they flip-flop that the fourth. And there are others that do a monthly you know, lunch my or, or dinner. My my group's uh, been trying that a few months and had some some really good events that way and uh, a lot of different ways. But one of the things I found and one of the reasons I like about it, um, when we break up men and women, people tend to be a little bit more transparent and open up about life. And um, I think it, it gives us some opportunity to go deeper with um, with some of the life-on-life encouragement that men or women need, you know, and um, so I've, I found that good. But tell us what, what you do with your group. Well, I'll take a run and start at that. You know, back during COVID, uh, we actually added a second gathering on Wednesday night, and we had everybody in our small group share their testimony. And it was uh, as couples, uh, you know, and uh, we gave them, you know, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. During that time, I had been in small group with these folks for five, ten years, and I really didn't know their story mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's, I say that in confession that that's, that's a bad leader, <laughs> you know, and, uh, uh, but the heartbreak and all the, uh, issues that they had overcome and how God had walked with them through their life was just, it was just eye opening. Well, at some point we felt a need for the men just to gather together and we went even deeper and are able to share even more things that you don't share in mixed company and things like that. And, so we've been gathering Thursday morning at Chick-fil-A uh, uh, at 6.30 and, and just uh, uh, going even deeper as guys. Yeah, cool. And um, David was gracious enough to let me pop in on that for four or five months last year. And, um, you know, it, it was kind of one other thing that I liked about that was just giving different guys a chance to lead, you know, and people get to kind of flex that muscle a little bit and see if, you know, God may be calling them one day to – Lead a small group. You never know. We have eight or ten guys who gather, and we just rotate around, and everybody takes a week, and uh, uh, it's worked real well. Yeah. So Cool, cool. And do your ladies get together? I think they do, don't they? Uh, they don't have a formal Bible study, but they have one of those group me things mm-hmm. where they stay in touch and things along those lines, uh, yeah. which I will, you know, I'll be remiss to say we have a lady in our class who sends out our class email, uh, and she takes all the prayer requests down and so once a week I'll send out the PowerPoint, but once a week she sends out the prayer requests and the announcements and who came to visit and that kind of thing. And uh, she puts a lot of work in. And, uh, you know, uh, we have another guy who uh, does the introductions and the icebreakers before class and things mm-hmm. like that. So it's divided responsibilities. Okay. And, th- hey, that's, you know, David's been, you know, shunning away from the good leadership comments, but that's that's good leadership to let other people have a have a part in that um delegate it, delegate delegate <laughs> yes yes um i believe it was your lady that sends out your um emails does a really good job of that and i mentioned her one time like this was a couple of years ago yeah. being on the podcast and she said uh, no thank you uh, there's a reason that i do what i do and it's service in the background that's unseen um, and I will not be on your podcast. <laughs> well, you know, different people have different gifts and talents, and mm-hmm. uh, just the opportunity to use them in different areas is uh, what makes it fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I subscribe to a number of different uh, group emails within our um, church body and faith family, and it's just uh, it's cool to see a lot of them are done really well. And 
one of the things I like about groups sending out an email, for the people that miss, they can catch up on prayer requests, stay involved with the group, know what's going on. Uh, I'm, I'm laughing thinking, um, yesterday I got, I'm on one of the group lists, and I got an email letting me know about an emergency of a fellow staff member. And I was just going, why am I getting that from a group email list before I hear from the church? You know? so, anyway, I still don't have the answer, but some of, some of these groups are very effective at getting those prayer requests out. Interestingly, I got an email today from a guy who was in our small group probably eight years ago when they left the church and whatnot, and he said, hey, change my email address to this because oh, he still great. wants to stay in touch. Nice. That's great. So, I love to hear a, a small group leader that uses icebreakers. That's wonderful. <laughs> it's so good, too. You ought to come when Scott Ridley does it. Scott Ridley has several gifts. One of them is icebreaker, getting people warmed up and things like that. And, and the other thing is, is he, when people say a prayer request, he remembers it. And when mm. he opens in prayer, he prays for every request that was mentioned. Mm. You know, That's wonderful. For your dog or rabbit or next neighbor <laughs> or whoever it is, he remembers. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's, cool. That's awesome. It reminds me of a, an icebreaker story. We we did some for a good bit of time and uh, we had these cards that we were using and some of them were like, you know, what, what recent book did you read? You know, if you were going to be in a movie, what movie would it be? That kind of thing. And uh, we got around the corner of the room and one of our ladies in our group was just looking at me with these really, really cold eyes of just like, I hate you. <laughs> Why did you give me this card? And it was, what's your favorite scar story? <laughs> and so basically she, she did not want to answer that story, that uh, question at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like the death stare of <laughs> no, <laughs> but she did. And it was fun. So, yeah, we've got another minute back to the, you know, presentation software. Do you, do you find yourself going back to old presentations and bringing like, uh, some pictures or quotes or author pictures, things like that? Do you, do you dip back a, much or? Well, uh, I'll go back and uh, and yes, I will get, outlines, you know, from prior or, or uh, if we went through Hebrews that had uh, a study on endurance, I'll go back and at least review those slides and pull some of them up. But uh, most of the time, it's just as easy to plagiarize you. off the internet. So. <laughs> and now we've got, what's that um, software that'll uh, intelligent or write your lesson? Oh, for you? chat, uh, chat. Yeah, chat GPT. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't either. Yeah. But I heard some uh, small group guys in California that had it write a lesson according to uh, kind of in the vein of thought of their senior pastor, and they said it was it wasn't perfect, but it was kind of uncanny how it picked up some of the that's scary things in the way there because their pastor had a lot of stuff published, and so it was out there for wow you know, the intelligent uh, stuff to pick up. So that was that was amazing. So, hmm. yep. It's a new world out there. So, well, David, I appreciate you being here. Thanks for uh, joining us on the podcast. And I think we've covered a lot of good topics, had, uh, had a lot of good information. So appreciate you guys listening, and we hope to see you next time. Well, that's all for this episode of The Great Groups Podcast. Please do subscribe on your favorite podcast app so that you won't miss the next episode. Also, visit us online at greatgroups.org and leave a comment there. We would love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening today. We'll be back next time with a conversation that inspires you to make disciples. And that's the point of great groups, make disciples.